So today on this podcast, I'm joined with Neil Martin, amazing speaker, actually phenomenal. And I remember the particular chat, what he had, which really resonated with me, actually brought me in tears, was the TEDx. And obviously that was an amazing chat. I loved that one when I was listening to that. I remember that so clearly. But anyway, Neil, how are you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm good. And, you know, the scary thing about that TEDx is it's about five years ago now that I did it. And it, and it doesn't feel that long ago. You know, the, the amount that's happened in, in life in that time is pretty phenomenal, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it was also a lot of fun trying to put that together. And I say fun, what I really mean is challenging because I had three minutes and trying to get the whole message across in three minutes was, in, was incredibly tough, especially given that I'd actually written um, a book at that point that I'd finished like about a week before that I think was close to 40,000 words. And I was trying to get 40,000 words into three minutes, which was not the easiest thing to do, you know? No, no, it's pretty amazing. And obviously this particular one, what we're going to be talking about is your health and fitness journey. And it started all the way back in 2009. Is that right? Yeah, there or thereabouts. I mean, it depends how you want to carve things and how you want to look at it, right? Yeah. Because you could argue that it actually started even earlier than that. But two, 2009 is when I started to make some significant change. I think I'd I think I'd known I was on the wrong trajectory for longer than that. Yeah. You know, I was living a lifestyle where I was traveling a lot for, for business. Um, I was eating in a lot of restaurants and not particularly eating well. I was spending a lot of time sat in my car going up and down motorways or sat on aircrafts or whatever and not really moving my body enough. You know, I was drinking too much, eating too much of the wrong food, and it it took a toll on my body. You know, I ended up being um, around 18 stone, I think just over 18 stone. Uh, I'd had cameras put places no one's supposed to have cameras put. You know, I had an ever-growing list of illnesses. And um, I, I honestly, at that point in time, I didn't think I'd live to see my 40th birthday. Wow. And yeah. I'm not entirely sure I cared either, which is, mm. you know, which is the, the really sad bit, is my mental health was affected as much as my physical health. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't just a, hey, I've become a fat bloke. It was, you know, there's all this different stuff going on that was really affecting self-esteem and, and everything else. And yeah, I was, I, I was approaching the point of, I know I'm sick and I don't care. Yeah. When my wife at the time fell pregnant. And, um, you know, I had, an, I had a nine-year-old son from my first marriage. My second wife was pregnant. And, um, and I kind of realized that, you know, if I didn't do something, my kids would grow up without their dad around. And, you know, my dad had died when I was only 22, he was 50. And I didn't want to kind of follow in that, in that same path. So, you know, I, I had a wake up call basically after my daughter was born, which was early 2009. And it took me about six months to act on it. Right. Okay. But, you know, September, 2009, I'd been on a business trip and, of all the things to be a final straw, I was I was on a business trip and I tore a hole in my suit and I only had one suit with me, which is a rookie mistake. You don't go on a business trip with only one suit, but I did. And um, cause I was only away for like two days and I tore a hole in the trousers and I actually couldn't buy another suit off the rack. I had to get something tailored and I needed it like next day. So it cost me way too much money as well. And um, it was the largest item of clothing I'd ever bought. And I was, that was, of all the things that tipped me over the edge, it was, it was vanity. You know, it was, I can't be getting this big. I can't be struggling to buy clothes. And I got home from that trip and my wife had seen a nutritionist um, like two years earlier than that, I think. 
two, maybe three years earlier than that. Yeah. And um, I tried to get me to see the same nutritionist. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And I came home from that trip and I asked her, I asked her for the number, you know, and so she made me the appointment and I went and saw this nutritionist and I basically said, look, I can't get any bigger. And guess what happens when you try to not get bigger? <laughs> you shrink, right? You start to lose weight. Um, but not only did I start to lose weight, I, I found that I was feeling like, more alive like yeah. I had more energy like I was feeling better in my own skin and I wanted to know more about what was going on so I started to actually study uh, health and nutrition myself you know I became a you know this already but for anyone yeah. that doesn't you know I became a qualified juice therapist yes that is such a thing um I became a fitness instructor none of it with the view of how do I make money out of this none of it with the view of how do I train other people it was more my own curiosity and you know I was going to the gym and I wanted to know that the person training me knew knew what they were doing and stuff yeah. like that right? yeah so so I, I made a point of going and, and learning this stuff and applying it in my own life um and in a relatively short space of time you know i stopped having to use a, an inhaler for my asthma um i got off of all of the medication that i was on you know various illnesses that i'd been told were going to get worse actually got better and disappeared um i lost about five and a half stone in weight you know i went from not being able to walk upstairs without getting out of breath to you know running marathons and then ultra marathons and and all kinds of crazy stuff that if you'd asked me at the beginning whether i'd be able to do any of that not only would i have said it was impossible to do i wouldn't have been interested in it yeah definitely. the more i got into the journey the more it was like okay what else can i do 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 because it's like i'm getting fitter and i want to prove that like i can keep going yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's really interesting with that one is the fact that you could have started earlier, you know, you had the nutritionist, but for you, you just, you weren't there. And it just shows for those people who are listening, it, it's got to be that you're willing and you want to do it. And it's the few had that you had that light bulb moment where you went, right, I know I need to do it now, but you still needed that time to dissect it. And then that switch. And then you went with it. I think, I mean, for me, the, the key to all of this is making a decision. Like yeah. everything starts with making a decision. And a true decision means you cut off every other option. You know, so it's yeah. like, I am doing this full stop, right? But I actually think a lot of that is about deciding who it is you want to become. Not just yeah. not is not just what is it you want to create, but who is it you yeah. want to become? Like who's the person that's capable of living the life that you want to live? Yeah. Okay, and how do I become that person? And you know, if you if you look at either the word how or who, they've got the same three letters in them. Right? W H O or H O W, it's it's the same, same thing, right? And for me, those three letters basically break down one of the words you've already said, which is willing. You'll yeah. be willing to play your part. You've got to be willing to put some effort in. You've got to be willing to, to do the work, essentially, right? The, the H, for me, is honesty. Yeah. You've got to be completely honest about where you are in order to be able to get to where you want to go. Because, you know, if you're the kind of person that says, oh, I rarely eat chocolate, but you know every single time you go to the petrol station, you, you know, you grab, like, one of those deals where it's, like, two bars for a quid or something, and you scoff them before you even get back to the car, that's not someone who rarely eats chocolate. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of us, when we're trapped in that kind of that circle of gaining weight and not looking after ourselves, we lie to ourselves. Right. You know, and and I'm saying this to someone that's done it. You know, I tell you, I was eating healthily and I would eat healthily at home. I'd have a salad and a piece of fish or something. And I get a McDonald's on my way 
to you know to wherever I was going that evening or yeah or, you know or I'd go out and I'd grab a kebab on the way home or something but I would convince myself that I was doing everything I could when I wasn't yeah and so that honesty is critical and then I think the other the other bit for me the O is is about being open-minded it's about recognizing that you don't have all the answers and you know, it's probably going to take a while for you to find the things that work for you. And it's pro you know, it's very often not going to be the first thing that you think of. Mm. It's very often not going to be the first thing that you try. You know, it's about being so committed to what you're trying to create and who you're trying to become that regardless of what comes up, you, you find a way to deal with it. You, yeah. you find a way to move forward. You know, if you were driving your car somewhere and you got stuck behind a learner, you know, and it was going to take you an extra 20 minutes, you wouldn't go, oh, I'm just going to stop the car here. <laughs> yeah, I'm behind a learner, so there's no point carrying on with this journey. I'm just going to stop here. Yeah, you know, or you get a flat tire. You don't when you get one flat tire, you don't get out and let the air out of the other three. You know, you deal with the one flat tire so you can carry on with the journey, right? Yeah. But I think so often in life, what happens is we have a the equivalent of a flat tire. So you know, maybe you've gone on some kind of like you know diet plan or you know nutrition plan or whatever. And you eat a Mars bar or you eat a, a burger or you eat, you, know, you eat something that doesn't fit with the plan you're trying to follow. And it's like someone just slashed a tire on your car. Yeah. What a lot of people do is they go, oh, I've failed now. So they, they slash the other three. Yeah. Right? Instead of going, well, okay, let me just fix the tire and carry on. Yeah. Let me accept the fact that I ate one thing I wasn't supposed to. So what? Let me carry on. Yeah. Or let me accept the fact that I missed one training session at the gym or I didn't go out for a run or I didn't go out for a walk today and let me carry on. You know, and I think so, so often in life, we let the little things completely derail us from the bigger objective. Yeah. That's how to pull that back in. Mm. And like I say, a lot of that's just about being open-minded and going, I won't get this right first time. I will screw up. I will get things wrong. That's okay. You know, I'm still making progress and I'm still moving in the right direction. Yeah. With success, as I say, it doesn't go in a straight line. There's going to be bumps along the way. It's up and down. But ultimately, as an average, you're going up, you're succeeding, you're getting there. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's, you know, all the baby steps add up. And so often, again, I think, you know, as human beings, we can think, what's that big thing I can do that will make me like, you know, shoot forward. Yeah. And um, it's not always about the big thing that makes me shoot forward. It's about the little baby steps I can take day after day after day that keep me moving forward. Yeah, exactly. I say that leads on to currently you've got a new challenge, which is the 75 hard yeah, so 75 hard, it's something that uh, an American guy called Andy Frisella came up with. And I've got a few friends in the States that have done it. And I kept seeing this thing kind of kicking around that people were doing this 75 hard thing. And it, it kind of grabbed my attention a few times. But I was like, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 75 days. Uh, I'm not sure. And um, just over two weeks ago, I, I was looking at it again. And I thought, you know, what? I'm going to do this. And there's something that the guy that created it, Andy, says is, you know, if you're looking at this and you're thinking of doing it, don't think about doing it. Start now. You know, nice. Don't even wait till tomorrow. Start now. I did wait until tomorrow. I did start <laughs> the next day because I was reading this stuff at about four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And it was like five o'clock in the afternoon. You've got to do two, five, two 45 minute workouts that have got to be two distinct separate workouts of at least 45 minutes. And one of them's got to be outside. You've got to drink um, a gallon of water, which is roughly four liters. You know, there was a bunch of stuff and it was like, it's too late in the day today for me to actually do all of this. But if I start tomorrow, I can. Yeah. So I I got up the next day and that's exactly what I did. So, you know, I'm on, I think I'm on day 17 now. I think it's 17, might be 18, whichever it is, but it's, um, 
two 45 minute workouts a day, one of which has to be outside following some kind of diet. Now it doesn't tell you what the diet is. You, you decide, but it should be something that supports your health. That's clever. Drinking a gallon yeah, of yeah. water, drinking a gallon of water a day. Okay. Just to go back to the workouts, by the way, depending on what your current fitness level is, you know, going for a walk counts. Great. And is that what you've been doing most of the time, the outdoor one? I've been, I've been doing a, a mixture of things. Some of the time I've just gone for a walk. Some of the times I've dragged some of my stuff from my home gym out onto the patio. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, so it, it's varied depending on the day and what I've been feeling up to, to be honest. But I've, you know, I've been, I've been kind of gentle on myself whilst also having the discipline, if that makes any sense. So I've been doing stuff, but I've not been doing it to the point. I mean, I've been doing it so it fits within the program, but I've not been doing it to the point of this is uncomfortable or this hurts or like this is potentially going to cause injury. You know, it's like I'm doing stuff that fits and feels appropriate and is still more than I was doing immediately before starting this. Mm. And I think that's the important bit, you know, um, yeah, I said the, the, you got the fitness, you got the diet, you got the water. You've got reading ten pages of a book a day, uh, a non-fiction personal development or business type book. Okay, so a book you're going to learn something from. Ten pages minimum per day. Must be a physical paper book. That's part. of Oh, uh, okay. I was going to say because I, I love listening. So yeah. Audible doesn't count. Um, no. Kindle doesn't count. You need to get your hands on a physical book. Physical and, book, and, and then use that physical read that physical book um there are there's no such thing as a cheat day or a cheat meal um alcohol is is banned yeah um i think i think that's about it there's like seven things in total and you do it for 75 days the only other rule is if you fail or oh you've got to take a pro progress picture of yourself every single day okay and so then the only other thing is if you miss even one thing on any one day you go back to day one the day after <laughs> well, so you could be on day 73 yeah. And you forget to take your progress picture. You're on day one, day after. That's so, you, you know, so it's one of those things of it, it's, it's been designed more for kind of testing your commitment and yeah. your, your mental strength to make you actually do the things you said you're going to do. That's, yeah. that's actually what it's more about. And yeah. it's more about kind of building, you know, self-awareness and self-esteem and self-acceptance and everything else by making yourself have that discipline and do those things. Yeah. I yeah, really like actually, that. I love the flexibility. That's the most important part. Yeah. 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 I love the flexibility of that. It's really good. So what was your, what made you willing to do this particular one in comparison to doing another thing? Um, honestly, I think it was the 75 day commitment that yeah. whilst, you know, two and a half months. And I'll be honest with you, the bit I found toughest is, you know, during all this lockdown stuff over the last year, I've eaten more chocolate than I normally would. And I'm missing chocolate. Right. That is yeah. that's the toughest bit for me. And Easter is going to fall during this. And I've got kids. So, you know, there's going to be Easter eggs in my house and I'm not going to be eating them. And so that's you know that that bit's going to be a little bit tricky, probably. But I am um, even knowing that it was like, no, nah, I'm doing this and I'm doing it now and I'm sticking to it for the 75 days. And I'm pretty I'm a pretty determined person. So if I decide I'm doing something. I do it. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's no if, ifs, muts, or uh, if, if, buts, or maybes. You know, there would have to be a monumental life event happen to derail yeah. me from finishing this. You know, um, that's not to say that couldn't happen, but it would have to be something really, really significant to make me stop. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a 75 day commitment. And the fact that some of it was a bit uncomfortable. You know, mm. there have been days where I don't want to do the second workout. 
especially because normally I make the first one the easier one. <laughs> so you when know, we talk about eat that frog, you've uh, obviously chosen the easier one first. Yeah, mainly the main reason being that I tend to do the outdoor one first, and quite yeah. often the outdoor one for me has just been as simple as going for a you know a, a walk at a good pace. Yeah, I can see why you choose that because that's the least flexible in a way because it's outdoor. Whereas yeah, the one exactly. indoor, you can do that any time, sort of thing. Exactly, and so you know, if the indoor one is like after the kids have gone to bed, well, yeah. I've got I've got a home gym, so I just go in there and. And, and, and crank something out yeah it's not so easy you know i mean my, my son is of an age where it doesn't matter i mean it'd be 22 next month but but my daughter is not of an age where i can just when she's going to bed leave her in the house on her own yeah there's no one else here you know um so there's more of a you know there's more of a focus on doing the outdoor bit at a sensible time during the day also something as simple as going for a walk i can actually get the kids involved with me yeah yeah, you know, yeah. whereas some of the other things that I might do, or some of the other things I have been doing outside, you know, are, are more of a this is Neil, Neil alone. You know, like I say, that's involved things like you know, dragging a rebounder outside onto the patio, or you know, taking some kettlebells out there and swinging them around, or you know, I've got a plyometric box and taking that out and doing stuff with that, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's, yeah, the the, the outdoor bit as I say, is generally the one I do first, get it out of the way. Um, the other one can be done later in the day. And yeah, that, but that's been the tricky bit. There's been the odd day where I've been like, it's nine o'clock in the evening and I've only done one of the workouts. I don't really want to do the other one now, but I am going to do it. Yeah. You know? um, and you know, on the dietary side of it, I've been focusing on intermittent fasting. So again, relatively straightforward. There's just been the odd day where I've had something happening in the evening. That means my last meal on one day has been a bit earlier, which I've set it up. I'm not eating before a certain time. Yes. I'm actually getting hungry by that time. Some days, other days I'm not, but some mm. days I'm actually getting hungry by that time. And it's like, you know, come on, hurry up, get to, get to yeah. 12 o'clock. I want to put some food in my mouth, you know? Yeah. That's an um, added thing to test your mental strength as well, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, there's a bit of me that is, actually thinks, you know, you could do a bit of variation on the theme. It's almost like, you know, what are, what are seven habits I want to do for 75 days? That's almost the way I'd look at it. It's like, what are seven, seven habit, habits that will lead me in the direction of where I want to go in life? Yeah. I can do for the next 75 days and you know we're talking about this from a health and fitness perspective but yeah you know I mean as you know I've just just had a book published you know if you were for example trying to write a book what if you made a habit of I'm going to write for an hour every day yeah you know what if you made another habit that was I don't know um you know, maybe you need to learn some marketing skills for your business. So, yeah. you know, I'm going to spend some time to watch at least one training video of a minimum of 30 minutes every day or something like that. You know, my point is, I think a big part of this 75 hard for me, at least, and I'm not saying this is the same for everyone. It's about that discipline of here are some new habits I'm going to get into doing every single day. Yeah. And some of them will probably carry on when the 75 days are up doesn't mean they all will but some yeah. of them almost certainly will because they'll become instinctual they'll become natural they'll become something that makes me feel good so why wouldn't I want to do them yeah definitely has it helped do you feel like it's definitely helped your mental strength already with doing this I do actually and I say that on the basis of you know the mentioning the book that's just been published and you know maybe talk about that a little bit more in a minute but yeah um that's a book I've been working on for a long time it's yeah. during this. It's during this time doing the seventy-five hard that it's got finished. 
Fantastic. Yeah. So there's the evidence, isn't it? So, you know, it, it's a book that I've been working on for some time that there's there's been other things that have got in the way. This this thing's made me go, there's nothing else getting in the way. I'm getting it done. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. As a byproduct, you end up losing seven, eight pounds as well, haven't you? I have so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah. exactly what it will be after 75 days. I don't know, you know, yeah. and my goal on this wasn't how do I do something to lose weight? I haven't done it with the point of view of, you know, I want to go on a diet or I want to slim down or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm quite mindful that, you know, if I go back to the earlier part of my kind of health and fitness journey. So 2009, I lost some weight. 2010, I continued losing weight. 2011, my weight went back up a bit. Um, I couldn't tell you the exact numbers off the top of my head, but, you know, let's just say I probably dropped about four stone in total at that point. I probably put about two of it back on. 2012 is when I really clicked everything back into gear and went hard, you know, and started to run and train more and everything else. And that's when I got the five and a half, you know, the total of five and a half stone off from yeah. where I'd started. Um, but actually I got to a point where some of my family told me I was looking gaunt. And I looked in the mirror and thought I still need to lose weight. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's, that's that tip and point where the addiction side comes in, isn't it? And, and where it could have got dangerous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, so these days I'm a bit more, I'm a bit more reserved in that, you know, I like to be active. I like to know that my body is capable of doing things. Yeah. You know, I, one of the things I pay a lot of attention to is my resting pulse. Actually, my resting heart rate is one of my measures of how fit I am. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I, I've read loads of things that basically say the lower that is, the more kind of athletic you are. Um, my rest impulse is 45, you know, which is pretty damn good. Yeah. In my opinion. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, especially for my age. You know, I mean, I'll be 46 later this year. You know, at that age, that's that's a pretty damn good resting heart rate. Um, and so on that basis, you know, that's where I put a lot of my attention much more than I do. What does the scale say? Or much yeah, more than I do. Yeah. What does the mirror say? You know, yeah. if my clothes start to get tight, then, okay, crap, it's time to do something about this. Yeah. You know, but I'm not, I'm not obsessive with that stuff in the way that I, you know, I started to be at risk of becoming. Is probably yeah. The best way of putting it. Yeah. You've got your, got your mind fixed on the other things over that, which is as a byproduct, you're losing that anyway, which is great. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's balance, mate. You know, mm. I think, um, how, and I'll put this politely. I see a few too many people that are obsessed with how they look without really thinking about what's going on inside their bodies. Yeah. You know, they, they'll train and train and train and they'll do all kinds of dietary things, supplement things, potentially even injections and things to make their body look a certain way that isn't necessarily healthy. No, not sustainable you know, either. You're not going to well, sustain that. No, it's not, it's not sustainable, but also even ignoring that it's not necessarily healthy. You know, you can have all kinds of crap going on internally. That's making you incredibly sick, yeah. but you look like you're well. Mm. I'd rather be in a position where I know I'm fit and healthy. Even if I carry a little bit of extra body fat or something, that doesn't that doesn't concern me so much. If I know that you know I can slap a pair of trainers on and go for a run and you know and hold my own for a while, or you know I can jump on my you know I jump on my push bike and I can go and do an hour at like 20, 25 miles an hour on yeah. my turbo trainer without even thinking about it, you know. And that's not without resistance and things. That's doing it properly. Yeah, but I yeah. can do that without really thinking about it. Um, 
Yeah, whereas I questioned some of the people that are so intensively focused on looks, how practical their bodies actually are. And yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather be functionally fit than I would just look good, you know? I totally agree. Yeah, 100%. That's part one finished of Neil Martin's health and fitness journey. And I hope you'll be back to listen to this next week for part number two. And by you here. If you haven't, give this a follow. Please do so you can be notified each week. And also, if you've been on here for a while, it'd be absolutely amazing. It really does help get a bigger reach and obviously hit more people like yourself who would find this really inspirational. So be sure to leave a review. That'd be absolutely amazing. And hopefully you'll be back next week to listen to part two.